James Jerome Hill. Now, he was a Canadian railroad executive, chief executive officer of a family of lines headed by the Great Northern Railway. Now, the Great Northern Railway served a substantial area of the Midwest, the Northern Great Plains, and the Pacific Northwest. And because of the size of his region and the economic dominance exerted by the Hill Lines, Hill became known during his lifetime as an empire builder. And in 1887, Hill founded the town of Glasgow, Montana. And he was responsible for creating many opportunities along the railroad line throughout Glasgow. He and a local railroader named the town Glasgow and they built a hotel there and then he grew that town throughout the 30s. And President Roosevelt built Fort Peck Dam which became a major source of employment for the people of the Glasgow area. Now, of all the towns of more than a thousand residents, Glasgow is home today to more than 3,363 people in a rolling prairie of northeastern Montana. And the fact is, and this was done by a study done by data from Oxford University, and they were studying malaria. But in their study of malaria, they wanted to find out the 10 most remote cities in the lower 48 states. And Glasgow, Montana is about 4.5 hours in any direction from any metropolitan area of more than 75,000 people. So Glasgow, Montana is literally in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere, man. My name is Stephen Thompson. I owe a debt to those who went before me, and it isn't a debt that I can repay with money. But I am obligated to give towards this debt, surrounded by love and uncovering the gifts that I have, driven and guided by the power of the Spirit. Join me today as we wonder, wander, and witness. I love music, and the lessons that I teach are inspired by the songs I enjoy. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. Here we go. Nowhere Man. Nowhere Man is a song by the English rock band, The Beatles. Now we all have heard The Beatles and we've heard The Beatles music. And this song, Nowhere Man, came out in December of 1965 on their album, Rubber Soul. It was released in February 1966. And the song was written by John Lennon and was credited to Lennon and McCarthy. In the United States, the song peaked on the charts at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on a chart compiled by Record World magazine. Now, what's interesting about Nowhere Man is that it's one of the first Beatles songs not to include love in its topic. They did not even talk about love. This was a song where John Lennon was just coming down from a big night before and he was getting to bed at like five in the morning. And Paul McCartney was talking about this in an interview. John was struggling to write a song. He was sitting there thinking to himself. He was just sitting and writing and thinking. And he wasn't doing nothing and going nowhere. 
So he thought about that whole concept of nowhere. And at that point, it all came out to him. He literally stopped trying to think of something and nothing would come. But then he wrote Nowhere Man. He thought of himself as a nowhere man sitting in a nowhere land. And then 13 years later, in 1980, he was interviewed by Playboy magazine and he said about the song, he quoting Lennon, I spent five hours of the morning trying to write down a song that was meaningful and good and I finally gave up and laid down. Then Nowhere Man came. Whole words and music, the whole thing as I lay down. So letting it go is what the whole game is. You put your finger on it, it slips away right, you know, you turn the lights on and the cockroaches run away, you can never grasp them. Those are the words that Lennon expressed in Playboy magazine in 1980, saying that the song Nowhere Man literally came out of nowhere. And some of the, the lyrics that I want to talk about that stood out to me as I cultivate the story for the Stephen Thompson experience today and transition into talking about a historical individual is this. Nowhere, man, please listen. You don't know what you're missing. Nowhere, man, the world is at your command. We are the people to remind nowhere men that the world is at your command. That is the lyric. Nowhere, man, the world is at your command. Here's an example, September 19th, 1738. There was a man named Benjamin Lay. And Benjamin Lay was a Quaker. And he walked into a Quaker meeting house in Burlington, New Jersey. And this was the biggest event of the Quakers of the year. Now, Benjamin Lay wore a coat. And underneath the coat, he had a military uniform and a sword. And also, he had a hollowed-out book with a secret compartment. And in that secret compartment, he tied off an animal bladder and filled it with bright red pokeberry juice. Never had a pokeberry before, but at that time, there was a juice that you could make out of a pokeberry. And, uh, and Quakers... They don't have a formal minister. They don't have a formal church ceremony. People stood up and spoke as the Spirit moved them at a Quaker ceremony. So lay a Quaker himself, he just simply waited his turn. He took a number. When it finally came to his turn, he stood up and he began to address the Quakers. He began by talking about all of his friends in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And he talked about the financial prosperity that they had achieved, which all sounds fine. Financial prosperity is good. Commerce is good. Thriving is good. But then he said this, but many of you bought human property and then lay began in a booming voice. He said that God Almighty respects all people, equally rich and poor, men and women, white and black alike. He said that slave keeping was the greatest sin in the world and asked, how can a people who profess the golden rule keep slaves? He then threw off his coat, revealing the military garb, and he took the book and he took the blade. 
and then he cut the blade open he cut the bladder open in front of all of the Quakers in that ceremony he called upon everyone in that building to free their slaves and then for a quarter of a century he railed against slavery in one Quaker meeting after another in and around the Philadelphia area confronting slave owners and slave tra traders with a savage unquakerlike fury he called slavery utter depravity and sinfulness called them man stealers who were in his view the spawn of Satan and what he did he considered it God's duty to expose them and drive them out now at a time when slavery was seen to be many people around the world thought it was natural and as unchangeable as what some people say the Sun goes up and the Sun goes down they believed that slavery was just like that but he became one of the very first people to call for the abolition of slavery and public protest now what was also interesting about Benjamin Lay is that at the time he was considered to be a little person he was a dwarf he was standing just over four feet tall he had a hunchback what they said is his spine was very curved he had a medical condition called kyphosis and some of the other people described him as his head was very large in proportion to his body his face wasn't remarkable and he looked very bad some people said his legs were slender and he felt he was very small but they said that Lay did not see himself as disabled in any way he called himself little Benjamin but he also compared himself to David who slew Goliath and he had confidence in his ideas that slavery was wrong and that's why he stood up in the middle of a Quaker meeting and cut open the bladder of an animal to expose the human condition of slavery as being evil in a symbolic fashion that brings us back to nowhere man he's a real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere land making all his nowhere plans for nobody doesn't have a point of view knows not what he's gonna do isn't he a bit like you and me now nowhere man is about confusion it's about wrestling with ideas but there can be lessons in that confusion In fact here's a study done by Christy Nicholson and Christy says in this study that when we're confused we can get frustrated but if we embrace the confusion then we can lead to better learning and Christy talks about scientists who set up a study where they purposely confused people during a pretend learning session the people watched an animated tutor and a student discuss flaws in a scientific study the researchers had set up the animated tutor and the students to disagree with each other on the study but to really set up a confusing situation for one group of subjects they also had the pretend tutor and student make incorrect or contradictory statements during the study then the subject had to decide which of the two opinions had more scientific merit now some of the subjects were forced to deal with the incorrect and contradictory statements did significantly better on later tests where they had to spot flaws in studies 
as opposed to those subjects who face the disagreement between the animated tutor and the student. The study will be published in the Journal of Learning and Instruction, and you can find it there, and uh, Christy Nicholson is the author. But the point of that is, we all have nowhere men moments where we get confused. We can get confused about our careers. We can get confused about our relationships. But remember this, nowhere man, this lyric here, nowhere man, please listen. You don't know what you're missing. Nowhere man, the world is at your command. So we have John Lennon in his frustration comes up with the great song and chart topper Nowhere Man on the Beatles album Rubber Soul. Benjamin lay in wrestling over being a good Quaker and being a good moral human being makes the difficult decision to take this action where he takes a moral stand, a courageous stand against slavery. The book of Ecclesiastes says this, Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure confusion. The sad face is good for the heart. Now, imagine this. If you are sad, you can be connected to compassion because you realize that another person is in pain, that you can use your sadness to connect with your own heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. Because when you are mourning a loss, you are able to celebrate a life. But the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. So if your only response to a tragic situation is to simply party it away, pleasure it away, what effective action are you taking in the future? You can't deal with your confusion or your frustration by simply making decisions that hurt others and don't benefit others. So in your confusion, in your frustration, you can be like John Lennon and you can write great music. In your confusion, in your frustration with the way things are, you can be like a Benjamin Lay and take a stand against moral depravity. depravity. And in your confusion and in your frustration, you can build a great empire in Glasgow, Montana. like James Jerome Hill did. James Jerome Hill was a very wealthy man at the time when the railroads were king. But one thing Mr. Hill did is at the end of his life, he was known for giving away his fortune. In our confusion, remember, the nowhere man, the world is at our command. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience. The days we have are numbered, but the impact we can have within them is limitless. We limit less. We have been blessed with gifts forged by pain and trials, joy and success. Go out today and use what you have to enrich others. Thank you.